Line 9 looks like a hurricane just blew through. There are bolts of fabric, simplicity patterns, Amazon boxes, and a blow-up doll. I've never seen this place in such a mess. Bradley's got to be having an absolute fit. Speaking of whom, Bradley is standing on a small stepladder while Alison is helping him create his costume. I'm loving the costume idea, but working on it has been hell. But that's what friends are for. If I'd known that was what friends were for, I'd have signed up as an enemy. <laughs> I am so excited for the opening of the exhibit, and I cannot wait to show off my Elvira Kruger. You worked your costume magic to make it happen. Mrs. Halverson excitedly bursts into the room, waving her phone. Ooh, have you seen it, Brady? You made the Times and Modern Art Museum social media. Ooh, let me see, let me see. Me too. Bradley steps down from the ladder, and he and Alison join Mrs. Halverson on the couch. Wait a minute. Isn't that... Yes, it is. I figured if I submitted the same headshot I use on Grinder, that maybe guys will make the connection. <laughs> Just be glad he didn't make you schlep around town taking his photo until he found the right one. What's the caption say? The Museum of Modern Art and Tampa Bay Times are pleased to host the opening gala of The Colors of Horror, an exhibit celebrating the queerness of horror curated and designed by 28-year-old Bradley Rosenstein. <laughs> Who'd you have to sleep with? A cute guy from editorial. How many times? Twice, but I probably would have anyway. <laughs> well, at least he's not 25 anymore. Cameron walks into the living room, having just finished a run. He wipes the sweat from his face and hair and tosses the towel onto the floor. Whoo! What's everyone up to? Oh, we just read the article on Bradley's museum exhibit opening gala. Oh yeah? I saw that pop up in my newsfeed. How many times did you have to sleep with the guy from editorial to give you an age lift? <laughs> Twice, but I probably would have anyway. How was your run? Pretty good. Missed running with Dylan, though. Didn't have a wingman out there, you know? Well, he's having too much fun running naked on the nudist beach in Mexico at his frat reunion. It's remarkable. There are only three of you here, and yet the place is messier than ever. Yeah, it's been like this ever since Bradley's preparations for his exhibit opening. And on top of that, Sweeps Week is coming up at the station. We've all been burning the midnight oil. Yeah, and with Dylan gone, I've been having to do both our jobs. Why don't you guys hire a housekeeper? Hey, that's a good idea. I bet if we pool our money together, we can get someone to come a couple times a month. Oh, good. When do I start? Oh, no. We are not hiring you. Miss H, you've caught our home on fire before. And don't forget about the time she waxed the floor and had us slipping and falling for days. <laughs> Bradley answers his cell. Oh, hey, Grandma. How are you? Aw, uh, you'll find another. Clearly, he just wasn't ready for you. Did you see the article on me and my exhibit? Twice. Oh, you know I would have anyway. I wish I could, but I have this gala this upcoming weekend. How about I come up and see you the next weekend? All right, I'll see you then. Love you too. Bradley ends the call. How is Lucille? Well, she's feeling a little depressed ever since her boyfriend broke up with her. Her boyfriend? Yeah, Bradley's grandmother has quite the libido. I hope I'm as vivacious as she is when I'm that age. Well, Brady's halfway there. Why don't you ask him? Haha, <laughs> very funny. Maybe I will hire you for the catharsis of firing you. Well, what did she want? She wanted me to come up this weekend, but I cannot miss the gala at the museum. I'm going to look stunning in my costume. It's only a gala. There'll be others. Only? This is practically Bradley's Oscars. He'd no sooner miss the next Streisand concert. <laughs> oh, next weekend we'll be here before she knows it. 
Instead of cleaning, our friends are watching Dario Argento's Suspiria. Only in apartment 9 does family movie night consist of postmodern art house erotic horror. Suspiria's score is incredibly intoxicating, drawing us into this technicolor world. This is my first time watching it, and let me just say, I'm loving the experience. The way Argento unabashedly assaults our senses is mind-blowing. It's here! Bradley walks over to the door and excitedly opens it, revealing a delivery boy who hands Bradley his package. Thanks, Austin. You know I always love receiving your package. (laughs) And you know I love delivering. You're the worst. Happy trails! Austin leaves, and Bradley closes the door. Turning around to Allison and Cameron, Bradley opens his mouth to speak, when... Annoyed, Bradley turns back around to the door and opens it. Hiya, kids. I'm here to dust. (laughs) Mrs. Halverson is dressed as a French maid. Ooh la la. Mrs. H, I told you, we aren't hiring you. We'd no sooner hire Casey Anthony to be a babysitter. No buts. Ugh, fiddleflugen. But, since you're here, take a seat because I have the most incredible thing to show you. I heard from your last date that it's not so incredible. (laughs) Mrs. Halverson sits down with Cameron and Allison on the couches in the living room. Then Bradley opens the box. As soon as he opens the box, his eyes become as big as saucers. He reaches in and takes out the... It's the hand-blown and painted Egyptian glass commemorative ornament for the exhibit. Only the museum directors and principal financial supporters get one. And get this, it's signed by all the living horror icons whose work is represented in the exhibit. That really is beautiful. Well, you're gonna need someone to dust it regularly. (laughs) Give it a rest, Miss H. Lord Bradley has made up his mind. In other news, it really is a special gift, Brad. Bradley answers his phone. Hey, Dad. You'll never guess what just arrived in the post. It's the hand... What? I I just spoke with her the other day, and she seemed fine. I see. Uh, okay, I'll fly up first thing in the morning. What was that all about? It's grandmother. She's dead. Bradley turns in the direction of his room, and then leaves the living room. What just happened? That's the strangest reaction to the death of a family member I've ever heard. Bradley sits at the kitchen table on his computer while Allison and Cameron finish cleaning up from dinner. I almost have my flights booked. Taking a while to find just the right combination. But if I have to go, may as well leave enough time to take in a Broadway show. This isn't a pleasure trip, Brad. You're going to your grandmother's funeral. How can you be so nonchalant about the whole damn thing? Oh, grandmother isn't dead. She does this all the time. What, die? No, she pretends to be dead. That way she can hear what everyone thinks of her, and then decide who stays and goes in the will. That's fucked up. Who does that kind of thing? Never mind that, but how the hell does she hold her breath for that long? Oh, Grandmother learned to hold her breath for a very long time, after being one of the famous mermaids at Wikiwachi. Random, but cool. I'm surprised that Mrs. H hasn't added that to her resume. Oh, Brad's grandmother was quite special. She was always a riot at family parties. Finally, I found the perfect itinerary. Non-stop, first class, the only way to travel. I think I should go with you. Oh, there's no need. I'm just gonna fly up, hang out with grandmother, make some jokes about what people said, and then be back in time for the gala. Be that as it may, I better go with you. Suit yourself. 
I'll book two tickets. Just pay me back whenever. Oh, while we're gone, Cam, go ahead and hire a housekeeper. Wait, what? I I'm allowed to do this on my own? You aren't going to hold my hand or tell me what to do? Just don't hire Mrs. H, and we'll be good. You got it. Uh, by the way, Brad, is that banana pudding cooled off enough to eat yet? Sure is. I'll grab the pudding, and you grab the bowls and spoons. Bradley takes the banana pudding out of the fridge and removes the lid. Come in! Gee, I wonder who that could be. Dessert's been taken out of the fridge, so it must be... Hiya, kids. Do I smell homemade banana pudding with a crispy Nilla wafer crust topped with perfectly sculpted meringue? Like clockwork. <laughs> I've been looking forward to eating this all evening. Oh, it's simply the best, don't you know? Cameron places the bowls on the table, and Bradley begins to serve up heaping helpings of banana pudding. Almost every time I would visit Grandmother at her winter place in Vista Del Mar, she would have this very pudding waiting for me. Sounds like my kind of weekend. You know, maybe to some people it's just a banana pudding, but to me, it may as well have been the finest dessert in all of Paris. Bradley finishes serving up the banana pudding. He then gets hit with the feels. <sighs> she always had a way of making everything feel so special. She always had a way of making me feel so damn special. Why didn't I go up when she called? <laughs> and now she's gone. <laughs> well, hello, America, and thanks for coming. My name's Seth. What's yours? Hey, it's Jamal. And Stony. Have you ever had Drag Race withdraw? You know the symptoms. Not enough glitter, eyelashes not staying glued down, and that red itchy rash that just won't go away. Uh, you should see a doctor for that. And the only prescription for your blues is more Thanks for Coming, the most magically gay podcast. With at least 150 podcasts, seven seasons of Drag Race coverage under our belt, and topical queer discussions, there's a little bit for everyone here. That's right. We're even featured on Cosmopolitan's list of top seven RuPaul's Drag Race podcasts that spill the hottest tea. Join us every week as we bring you a fun recap of the latest episode of whatever season we're covering. It'll make you feel like you're back on the couch discussing the latest episode of Drag Race with all your friends. Stop by thanksforcomingpodcast.com for links to listen on your platform of choice, links to all of our social media and recent happenings. Oh, crrr. what are you waiting for? Go check us out, Hanny. Thanks for coming, a RuPaul's Drag Race podcast. Bradley is showing Allison around his grandmother's Greenwich Village apartment. The apartment is positively bohemian. The walls are decorated with a variety of works of art and chokkas are placed throughout the room. Rugs, pillows, and throw blankets give the apartment a warm, cozy feeling. Ah, so many memories of this place. I used to come over here often to play Scrabble, backgammon, or dominoes with Grandmother. There was more love in this little apartment than in all the palatial Long Island estates. It really sounds like it. By the way, why wasn't she at Thanksgiving? <laughs> You're gonna love this. She met a guy online and flew to Vegas to meet up with him. She just loved men. Probably where I got it, honestly. Oh, so it's hereditary. 
Wasn't she married for a long time to your grandfather? After my grandfather died, she was depressed until she discovered Tinder and Our Time. Ever since then, she's been spreading the love. Her headline was, I can't get pregnant. <laughs> Seeing the iron skillets on the stovetop makes it look like she's about to start cooking something. Just waiting for the flame to turn on. Come on, you. Let's sit for a while at the table. I think you just need to sit in a quiet place. I bet that you'll even hear your grandmother's voice in the stillness of the room. Bradley and Allison sit down at the kitchen table. Not a sound can be heard except for wind chimes on the terrace and the traffic below. Several minutes go by. I feel like someone let all the air out of my balloon. I don't even know if I want to go to the funeral. If I do, then I know it's real. There's no escaping it. You can't think through this one, Brad. You're gonna have to feel it. She's left this world, and the sooner you accept it, the sooner you can begin the modes of grieving. You need to attend the funeral. Be there for your family. I know you lost your grandmother, but your dad also lost his mother. If you can't be there for yourself, be there for him. Back in apartment 9, Cameron and Mrs. Halverson are showing a potential housekeeper around. And from the looks of this candidate, I wouldn't mess with her. Looks like she's seen some stuff. So, what do you think of the place? This is so much nicer than the last place I worked and lived at. It had bars on the windows, razor wire on the walls, and guard dogs roaming the grounds. Oh, sounds like quite the security system. The best. Sheeshank. Spent more than 15 years there. I saw violence, saw despair, saw Morgan Freeman five times. (laughs) (laughs) That's really something. Uh, So, thank you so much for coming by. We'll be in touch. Cameron and Mrs. Halverson show the housekeeper candidate to the door and bid her goodbye. Thanks for helping me out with interviewing candidates, Miss H, but everyone you've screened and invited has turned out to be, like, really sus. Yeah, go figure. They all look so good on paper. Sheeshank, Miss H. Sheeshank? (laughs) Well, just you wait. The last candidate is a real professional. Oh, there they are now. Cameron answers the door. Standing in the door is, well, would you know it? It's everybody's favorite housekeeper, Consuela from Family Guy. Hiya, Consuela. I'm so glad you could come by and meet Cammie. Hello, Mr. Rabbit. No, no. The rabbit of apartment nine is Dylan. He's getting turned in Mexico. <laughs> oh, I see. Hello, Mr. Killjoy. Now you got it. Uh, I don't understand, Consuela. I, I thought you were working for Family Guy. I no have job. I was hashtag cancelled. Oh, that's terrible. You were my favorite side character. Well, I'm glad you've applied for this one. Thank you, I think. Great. You can start right away. Wait, 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 wait a minute. I I haven't even interviewed her yet. I stay. I clean. Do you do dishes? No, no. Uh, how how about laundry? No, no. Do you do windows? See, as long as you have Windex. Oh, honey. This guy's cheap. He buys the store brand. No, no, I no can use. It leave a fear. Uh, what about dusting? Only with lemon pledge. We have orange glow. No, no, I no can clean. <laughs> and with that, Consuela sprays a cloud of Windex around her. And she vanishes. <laughs> what are we going to do now? She was the last candidate. Well... I know of someone who can start right away. No, Miss H, you heard Brad. Besides, I'm a bit skeptical of hiring you too. Nonsense! 
Here, I'll get the place all spick and span before Brady and Allison return. And when they're impressed, then you can tell them it was me. What a surprise that will be. Oh, it'll be a surprise, all right. One thing's for sure, my murder won't be a surprise. Do you really want to follow his rules? You know what? You're hired, Miss H. Yippee! Oh, I've been wanting to try this new cleaning technique I saw on TLC. You know, there's not much actual learning on that channel anymore. <laughs> Following the graveside service for Bradley's grandmother, he and Allison are sitting on a park bench. The wind is softly rustling the leaves on the trees with a faint sound of traffic in the distance. You know, she was always so proud of me. No matter what, even in the littlest accomplishments. Were your parents never proud of you? Of course they were. But there was something special about grandmother being proud of me. She always used to call me her little man. I know, honey. And I know how you used to spend many weekends with her until she sold her place in Florida. So many weekends in Vista Del Mar. And I loved every one of them. And you'll always have those memories to carry with you through the years. She'd even help me through the times I get dumped by a guy. She always had a way of taking me from the dumps and hoisting me back up again. You know, I still cannot wait to tell my parents and grandparents when I have something special happen. Or when I've had a day from hell. Even though I haven't lost anybody close, I can try to imagine what it'd be like not to be able to pick up the phone and just call. I'm no longer my grandmother's little man. No longer the number one grandson. I'm going to miss our conversations over board games, or just sitting with each other, watching TV and not saying much. It was meaningful, just sitting there. Your memory will keep her alive, and you can still talk to her. Maybe she won't be able to respond like she used to, unless you get a Ouija board. But she'll be listening, and maybe even leave little signs that she's still there. But sometimes those same signs could be from a poltergeist, so you're going to have to learn the difference. <laughs> Mrs. Halverson is cleaning away, but her methods are a little unusual. Dressed in an outfit right out of a Jane Fonda exercise video, but instead of hand wipes, she has feathered dusters. She's equal parts dancer and duster. Cameron walks in from the front door. What the hell are you doing? I'm cleaning and jazzercising. Healthy house, healthy body. I'm going to be in the kitchen. Just be careful with your kicks and turns and time steps. You don't want to break anything. Oh, real quick. Dylan's quite the hoarder of sex toys. When I was organizing them, there just wasn't room for them all, so I donated them all to Toys for Hopes. That, that's even a thing? I've, I've heard it all. And transfer the music to your earbuds. I gotta prep for Sweeps Week. Cameron walks into the kitchen, and Mrs. Hobson begins listening to her music through her earbuds. As Mrs. H practices her jazzer cleaning, she bumps into the fireplace mantle, knocking Bradley's ornament off onto the floor. But because of the music in her ears, she has no idea, but Cameron certainly heard it. In a flash, he enters the living room from the kitchen. Mrs. H! Mrs. Halverson takes the earbuds out of her ears. What is it, Kimmy? All of your jazzer cleaning broke Bradley's ornament, which means Brad's gonna go all Patrick Bakeman on our asses when he gets back. Wait just a gosh darn minute, Cammy. I'll just glue it back together. Miss H, that'd be like putting Humpty Dumpty back together again. <laughs> what are we gonna tell Braddy? The truth. What? As soon as I figure out a good truth. I love the smell of movies in the morning. There's no feeling in podcasts. There's no feeling in podcasts. This podcast will be quite operational when your friends subscribe. Feels. Real feels. Not the feels! Not the feels! Out of all the podcasts I've encountered, 
Real Feels was the most human. Hey, it's Drew. And Nathan. And Jack. Hey guys, and we're the Real Feels Podcast. We come to you every other Wednesday with a brand new movie of a different genre every single time. So make sure to catch us on iTunes, Podbean, and any other podcatcher out there. You're the realist. And the feelist. Come to yeah. Back in the cemetery, Bradley is standing at his grandmother's grave talking to her. I'm so sorry I didn't come when you called me. I was just so caught up in me, as usual, the stupid gala at the museum. I feel like such a fool for not spending more time with my family when it wasn't convenient for me or fit into my schedule. Allison walks up from behind and touches Bradley on the shoulder, then gives him a hug. Bradley turns around and embraces Allison. We need to get going. The Uber driver is here and says we need to leave now if we're going to catch her flight. Bradley and Allison turn towards the Uber and walk away slowly. Bradley turns his head to look at the headstone as it disappears behind many other headstones. He then breaks eye contact to look ahead. You know, Allie, I want to be better about spending time with family. I feel like I've been reminded of the brevity of life. And I don't want to stand at my parents' or sister's funeral one day knowing that I could have spent more time with them. I admire the thought, but don't forget to take care of yourself, too. You can't always live for everyone else. But perhaps this is a watershed moment that can help you to not always be caught up in yourself. Remember to focus on others, even when it isn't convenient for you. Cameron is sitting on the couch, using his computer to search Facebook Marketplace when Mrs. Halverson walks in. What are you doing, Cammy? I actually found someone that got one of those ornaments and is willing to sell. They're coming over here right now. Well, in case that doesn't work, I figured out what we're going to say. Here, I wrote out the script. Mrs. Halverson hands Cameron a script. I didn't know you knew how to use a computer, much less a printer. <laughs> here, why don't you be Cameron and I'll be Miss Halverson? Hi, Braddy. How was your time home? I hope it was meaningful. I broke your ornament during a wild orgy in the living room. I'm such a clumsy fool, but boy, was the sex better than anything I had with you. I'm not reading this. (laughs) Oh, that must be them now. Cameron gets up to answer the door. Standing at the door is one of the financial supporters of Bradley's exhibit. Hey, thanks for coming over on such short notice. Of course. If I could make a little something off this rather macabre gift, I may as well. How much is a little? $500. What? $500 for an ornament? What is this, a share at GameStop? <laughs> Listen, I'm only doing this because you're desperate and in a real bind. How's about we give you $100 and show you a good time? He's flexible and I'm fun. I, I only have $400. I'll take it. The financier hands Cameron the ornament takes the money, and runs. Where'd you get $400? Oh, well, that was what we were going to pay the housekeeper up front for the next few cleanings, but our last housekeeper got herself fired. Huh? Oh. (laughs) Cameron takes the ornament over to the fireplace mantel and hangs it on the display hook. Just then, Bradley and Allison arrive at the apartment. Hey, guys. Wow. Everything looks immaculate. My compliments to the housekeeper. Why, thank you, Braddy. Bradley turns sharply and looks at Cameron and Mrs. Halverson. Uh, for what, exactly? I mean, uh, I found the housekeeper. (laughs) Ah, why, thank you, Mrs. H. Dan, nothing happened to your ornament while you were gone. You know, this trip has really changed me. Bradley walks over to the mantel and picks up the ornament in his hands. How so? I'm going to try to be less self-centered moving forward. 
I realize that we really have so little time to spend with one another, for we never know when it'll be our last moment. And some of us less time than others. Come visit me anytime. This ornament represents the old me. Bradley drops the ornament, shattering it on the floor. Wow. Oh, that feels wonderful. Come on, everyone. I'll buy a round of drinks that hit me again. Voicing our regular cast, Max Ice as Bradley, Jeff Beitner as Cameron, Cassandra Dodge as Allison, Shannon Hole as Mrs. Halverson, and me, Ian Shaw, as your narrator. Additional voices provided by our main cast. Today's episode was written and directed by R.L. Terry and edited by Jason Laverne Hemming. Our theme song was written and recorded by Lana White and produced by Dave Anderson. Forza Crowd was created by R.L. Terry and is produced by Danielle Mascal. Connect with our show on social media at Forza Crowd Pod on Twitter, YouTube and Facebook. Follow Mrs. Halverson on Instagram at Mrs. Halverson Only Fans. If you would like to support the show, please head over to our Patreon or Coffee pages. And thank you to our sponsor, William Zaney. See you next time in Apartment 9.